Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and today I sit down with the legendary fashion stylist and image architect, Law Roach. Law has catapulted stars, including Zendaya, Celine Dion, and more recently, Anya Taylor-Joy to style icon status. I wanted to ask him what clients and projects are worthy of his time today and what it takes to create a fashion moment. Kayla, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. Let's jump in there. Fashion moment. I have to say, I don't, you know, I'm not a big Instagrammer, but I posted Anya Taylor-Joy at the Golden Globes and I was like, hello. (laughs) And I've never had more feedback or response from my followers like, yeah, Law Roach, that's Law (laughs) Roach. Please tell your followers I said thank you for that. <laughs> Is that a newer client for you? Um, no, I've been I started with her um before before the pandemic. So if you include the pandemic, it's been it's been almost a couple years now. Amazing. Well, I have to know, I recently saw that you also, outside of the the celebrities that I mentioned, and there's a whole long list beyond that, uh, I recently saw that you styled uh, Addison Rae, TikTok star, um, who is a celebrity in her own in her own right, but I guess a different t- kind of celebrity, platform, native. Tell me what clients these days are worthy of your time, I guess. Um, yeah. Who, who do you want to dress? Um, well, I don't. I don't necessarily have a wish list. I don't have, um, you know, like that, that, that like, oh my God, I'm dying to dress this person. I think with me, everything I do um, has to be organic. And I'm a firm believer that the universe puts you in a person's life at the exact moment you're supposed to be there. And um, and so, yeah, it's just, I work with people when it feels good or, or I feel like, there's something that I can help them achieve or vice versa. So yeah, no wish list for me. It's just, you know, I, I keep my spirit open and, you know, um, attract good people and good feelings and, and whoever that might be at that moment um, is what it is. I love it. What do you think that you need? What do you need to know about them? I guess, is it, would you like for it to be more collaborative and for them to kind of, do you really get to know them and their style and what they like and what they don't like? Is it, tell me about your process. I think that for every, every person is different. Um, some people, some girls or, or guys are heavily um, collaborative. You know, they, they, they want to see things or, you know, we have conversations about it or we share references or inspiration and, and some not so much. Some just want, you know, to be dressed and they trust me and, and, um, they know that I'm working with their best interests um, in the forefront and, and they're OK with that. So it, it's just everybody's different, you know, which which makes us as a human race so incredible that we all have differences, you know, but the differences also um, is what makes us interesting. So it's, it's just it's a case by case basis. It's um, it's how they want to collaborate with me. But I'm open to to every way, you know, whatever, whatever feels good. Absolutely. Well, I know that you have uh, some newer projects uh, outside of your clients that are happening right now. Something's happening with eBay, which is really timely, set to be announced uh, next week. Can you? Are you able to share what's going on there? Yeah. So I've been tapped to to work with eBay. They have this amazing program, and, and what it does, it it authenticates designers' bags. So 
what they've been really smart and and I'm grateful for is that they've taken the guests out of it. They're taking the the risk away. And I think that's really great because I am an avid eBay shopper. Uh, I am a collector of vintage um, bags in particular. Um, when I was approached about it, I was just like, you know, all type of bells went off. I'm like, this is amazing because sometimes you see things and you see things at a good price on eBay and you have that, that, you know, caution, right? You like, I don't want to, I don't, I want to get this, but I don't know. And then it's going to be such a process getting it back and, you know, getting my money. So eBay has taken all the risk away um, and, and will authenticate the designer bags for you. So I, I'm so happy to partner with them and to get the word out and, and, Everybody that's like me who goes to eBay to find things from previous seasons or, you know, um, things from different decades, vintage. And and now we can do it safely and securely. Oh, my gosh. Well, as somebody who shops on eBay, I have to know, what are your secrets? Do you have secrets for shopping the platform? You know what? I don't because I'm a very impulsive buyer. But my sister, one of my sister, he is like the eBay magician like I'll come you know we'll share our our finds and I'm like oh yeah I got this such and such and I paid this amount he's like yeah I got that too and I paid four dollars I'm like you mf or like so like in, in my office he's the king of eBay um and I'm learning actually learning a little bit more from him about you know how to shop from you know um the price from lowest to highest and you know recently um um, post there. It's just, it's a, it's a couple of things I've, that I've actually been learning, but I've been shopping on eBay for so long because it just feels like a huge treasure hunt. You never know when you, when you sign in, you never know. And you start to search what's going to be there, what you're going to find, what treasures. Um, and uh, again, I'm, I'm such a lover of vintage and, and, and older things and, you know, previously worn things that, um, Again, it was just a dream that that eBay reached out and wanted to work with me. Yeah, it feels like a really authentic partnership, which obviously that's the name of the game today for for things to read as authentic when they're a strategy. Tell where did your first of all your love for vintage? I mean, when did that start? Obviously, it's years back um, from (laughs) Chicago. Talk me through it. Where did that come from? Well, I had I had a grandmother um, that. After, before, after church and before Sunday dinner, she had this religious thing that she would do. That she said we would go junking. So she called it junking. And I just remember, you know, a little boy um, just being with her and like just really maneuvering through the entire thrift store. So she would buy, you know, so she loves salt and pepper shakers. So she would hunt for salt and pepper shakers and plates. And and then she would move over and look at clothes and then handbags and all that. So I just, you know, this was something that went on for years and years and years. And at first I didn't quite understand it. And, you know, I think as I got older, I, I gained an appreciation of it um, because for her, it was, it was like a treasure hunt. And I used to watch her eyes light up when she would find pieces that, that felt special to her. And, you know, so I got an appreciation and then I let it go. Right. Cause you know, nobody, you know, growing up a teenager, you don't want secondhand clothes. So, um, later in life, I, 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 you know, journeyed back to, to that and the nostalgia of being in a thrift store and the nostalgia of hunting and finding something special, 
um, really, really came back to me. And, and I started a career in vintage because of it. Yeah. I feel like, tell me if I'm wrong, that that may play into your process today. Some stylists, I don't know if I'm correct, but it almost reads that they look at the runway shows, they point to a dress, and that they that's what they dress their celebrity, their client in. I feel like you you always put something, it's either a vintage or it's couture. There's always something special to it. It's not like a runway look, or if it is, you know, it's more thoughtful. Tell me how that plays into your process today. I think I think at the core of what we all do is exactly what you what you you know, explain, we look at a show, um, we see a dress, we ask for the dress, we put the dress on our clients. But for me, my, I always try to, to choose things that, that can help tell a story. You know, I think, um, I live in this world that's very fantastical and whimsical and dreamy and, you know, um, so I'm, I'm always trying to use those clothes to, to, to help, say something or, or make people feel something. Um, and I think that, that my process is a little different because of that. I, I, I want to do things that, that you'll remember tomorrow, uh, that you'll talk about tomorrow. Or, you know, I found uh, a few years ago that what I do brings people joy. So if I have the opportunity to bring joy and happiness in someone's life, um, from my work, I think I'll take every moment to, to, to do that. And that's the way I look at it. And that, that is a huge part of my process. For sure. Well, is there a designer that most recently is bringing you a lot of joy? I don't know if you play <laughs> favorites, but um, anybody, uh, anybody in specific you're loving? Everything for me is, is goosebumps. So there's no, there's no, you know, a beautiful dress is a beautiful dress, whether I, you know, see it at the Couture Show in Paris or if I see it on eBay, you know, it's, it's, it's when I see it, I and it makes me feel something. Um, then, then that's what I choose. So, you know, there's a, a there's a lot of talented designers, um, really talented people in the world. Beautiful, beautiful clothes, beautiful dresses. But it's it's I choose the ones that make me feel something. Yes. Well, we speaking of Paris, uh, we saw you at a recent couture show, <laughs> um, waiting for the Pierre Moss show, and. Uh, that I that was all over my feed, and I thought it was awesome. Why was that worth waiting for? I guess there was just a lot of history infused into that show, and um, I'm a you know, and Kirby's a friend, and he was doing something that had never been done before, and I I just wanted to I just wanted to be there and to support him in any way I could, and um, it was it was a beautiful even when it got rained out, it was still a beautiful, beautiful. The energy was really strong and really high. And, um, you know, and I wasn't the only one sitting out there. It was a host of other people that sat and waited and got wet. And I think that really speaks to um, his talent and who he is as a designer and as a person that we were all willing, you know, to kind of just wait it out. Right. Well, Breaking Barriers, a Black designer showing couture, um, you you yourself were were the first Black person on the cover of Hollywood Reporter and that, uh, what do they call it? The power issue or the power stylist, um, which is awesome. Tell me about, I mean, fashion, lack of diversity, the progress that it seems to be there's strides, there's progress. How would you describe, uh, I guess, the evolution of the industry in terms of, is it making strides? I, I will hope so. Um, what I will say is that the strides that have been, 
made and the progress that has been made. I just hope and pray that it's not um, performative, but it's actual change and long lasting change. Um, And, you know, we all hope that we can get to a place where diversity and inclusion aren't hot topics or even topics of conversation at all. Um, So I fingers crossed, prayers up that that we'll get to a place where um, that question that you asked won't even be necessary anymore. Let's talk about fashion as a whole. Everybody's wearing sweatpants. (laughs) And even on the red carpet, or I guess the red carpet's pre-pandemic, do you think that other stylists or fashion as a whole is taking enough risks? Would you say we're at risk of a fashion rut? Is fashion coming back? The sweatpants thing is temporary. I think for sure fashion is coming back. And I think um, we've seen that in some of our work with the award shows, um, um, even though like for a while everything was so was virtual. But I think that we chose glamour. You know, we woke up and we chose glamour because, again, like I said earlier, it does have the power to change moods. Right. It has the power to transport and transform um, people and take them to another place. And I think um, we just as people, as the world, uh, we enjoy seeing the dresses and we enjoy seeing the diamonds. That's why we watch the shows. We we don't remember who won the, you know, I mean, I, I do sometimes because I've been blessed to work with people as they won their awards. But, you know, if it wasn't like you asked me who won Best Actress in 2018, I couldn't tell you. You know what I mean? I don't know. But I but if you tell me, if you ask me who um, who wore the red Valentino, then I remember that. And I think I think as a majority, that's what we remember, because that um, that aspirational part of it is why we love Hollywood and why we 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 love fashion. And I definitely think that um, fashion is coming back. And I think everyone's excited for it. People want to be dressed up. People want to be outside. People want to feel beautiful. People want to be complimented and compliment other people. So absolutely. Yes. Do you think that are you outfitting your clients in any sort of <laughs> athleisure? Is there like if when they when they hire you, it should be more special than that? Or how would you describe where that that category fits into your world? Well, I'm I'm a bit of a glamour puss, right? Right. <laughs> so people are hiring Law Rush for sweatpants, you know. Uh, everything I do have has a, a element of sophistication and glamour. And and that's just kind of what I'm known for. So uh the the girls and guys that come to me, they're looking for something special. They're looking for a certain, you know, pop and a certain finesse. And, you know, and I think that's what I've been able to carve out for my career. We're going to take a quick break. Stay with us. If you can focus on Celine Dion for a second, because <laughs> I'm just like mm-hmm. obsessed with what you did with her. Nobody knew her as a fashionista before you came around. Um, how was working with her, I guess, unique? Is she just open to anything? So... I've worked with a lot of women. Celine Dion is one of the few who is a true, true, true. We have this saying, a fashion girl. Like, um, she, I was surprised to know how how deep um, her um, affection and her love for fashion was. Like, she still buys all the magazines. Um, she tears out inspiration. She supports um supports the fashion industry by purchasing a lot of clothes 
which is really beautiful because a lot of celebrities, they borrow, you know, and she owns her clothes and she archives her clothes and she's excited about everything. And if I bring three rails of clothes, she would try on every single thing on each rail because if she didn't understand it or didn't like it, she wanted to understand why I did. So we would have six hour fittings and you think someone that's that successful and that busy and that um, experienced um, would not take that much time to, to see your view or listen to why you like something and try on every single piece of clothing you buy. That was, it was extraordinary. Um, it, it was, it was a time um, in my career that I would never forget. And I'm so grateful for, um, and I learned so much from Celine. Um, and I, I definitely can say she made me a better stylist. I love that. Is Zendaya a fashion girl? You, and am I right? It's a decade of, of working together. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's, you're totally right. Um, yeah. And I think that we've had the opportunity to grow um, together and to learn together, um, Zendaya and I. And, you know, we call each other, each other's fashion soulmates. So, um, yeah, she, she's, she's another one that, that isn't afraid to take a risk or to try something new. Um, and also, um, to go through different eras of of what her fashion is style. And that's that's the way it should be as, as a woman becomes a woman and, and, gets rooted in her womanhood, like to try different things and, and figure out exactly um, exactly what works for you and, and just to keep playing, I think. For sure. Well, over 10 years, obviously the world has changed in terms of um, social media and uh, I guess commentary by uh, by the world about probably every move that she makes and everything that she wears. Um, would you say that social media has, has changed uh, the business in terms of styling and in terms of fashion as a well let's just say in terms of your your role yeah I, I totally do um two parts right one now um everybody has a platform to have an opinion um good bad or indifferent um but also the way we do business had to change we had to you know adjust and do business basically um with social media in mind you know the I, I think I have a career and I have the career that I have because of social media, because I create moments that that live there and is appreciated there and um, can be, you know, added to the repertoire of, repertoire of pop culture. Um, and yeah, absolutely. And I think I'm a benefit of my career is, is definitely has definitely benefited from social media. Yeah. How would you say you used your platform to your advantage? You have your own fair share of followers. That's for sure. Um, is it, do you post everything that you style? Do you have a, a strategy there? I kind of post everything because it's, it's also, it's our portfolios now, you know, back in the day before I started, people had a real book that they would send to be looked at to book jobs. And um, Instagram has definitely become our portfolio and it's a living document and it keeps growing. And um, so, yeah, I post, I post all my work because I'm, I'm truly proud of the work that myself and my team that we create and we work really hard. And I think that's our way of putting it out to the world and being judged and praised. And, you know, so um, yeah, I post, I post uh, almost everything. Nice. Tell me about your team. I feel like people have false, 
illusions of what a stylist team entails. And I would blame, <laughs> I would owe that to maybe like Rachel Zoe and reality TV. But um, who is on your team? Um, so I have a team of four, um, three um, assistants in LA, which is John, the world famous John that everybody knows. Yep. <laughs> and um, Cassie and Justin here in LA. And um, I have a sister, his name is Posh in New York. And then we work with freelancers in Paris and London. So my business is global and 24 <laughs> 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 seven. And I say pride and fear. Um, but yeah, so I, I so there is a team that is behind me that helps me get to the place where you guys get to see the work and you know take the and it's on phone with FedEx all day and <laughs> the dress and talking to PR showrooms and you know um, making sure that I get what I need so that I can um, I can perform. Right on. It takes a village. Well, I know that you. Uh, play the creative director role. Speaking of Zendaya, going back a bit with her uh, collaboration and show with with Tommy Hilfiger, uh, do you have aspirations mm-hmm. there? I guess in terms of um, designing yourself or um, collaborating with a designer, I'm sure you've been approached and are in demand. But what are your aspirations there? Um, I think that it's a natural tra- transition to go from stylist to designer. Um, I think we have the opportunity to touch and feel and see so many, so many garments and and designs. And, and we also, I think as stylists, we know what's missing in the market. We know what we need. We know what we can't find. We know what doesn't exist. And I think that uh, then soon, hopefully I'll transition there and I'll be able to to give women what's missing in the market. Um, And I think that's really important. Um, because everything I do is is basically inspired because I have a a real love and respect and admiration for women. Um, so yeah, I think this it's a natural transition. Um, but I really want to do I really want to do something um, first. I think that's able to touch touch the masses. Like I would love to collaborate with Target or um, someone like that. Just where. I can take my talents to the flyover states and and people who follow me or don't even know me get get a chance to have a, a piece of me, you know, a real piece of me. And so that I can give them the same experience that I give Zendaya or Celine or Kerry Washington or whoever. I think every every woman deserves that. Um, and I'm looking for someone to, you know, give me the opportunity to to do a collaboration that I can be of service to all women and not just a select few. Target, are you listening? I mean, that would be spectacular. I'm just saying. <laughs> that would be killer. Um, where do you see, you mentioned um, give giving women maybe what's not out there. Um, do you see obvious white spaces um, in the market, whether, you know, d- brands have dabbled but not gone all in? Uh, where wh- What's lacking? Um, I think people have really done... Uh, a good job, especially now. I think um, people being more size inclusive is really important. Um, I think that just giving opportunities to, to new people and new designers and representation is very important. And and people have the opportunities to to make clothes for people who look like them. And um, so I think in those ways, things are um, a lot better and, and very proud to have seen those changes come. Um, 
but I think that there's room, there's room for more. There's room to try different, different things and different avenues and different ways of creating things that, um, that make a vast more of a majority of women feel great. Well, we are a month out from Fashion Week about, and everybody's talking about, <laughs> I mean, gosh, who's to say with the current uh, environment and virus and all of that, but uh, that New York Fashion Week is coming back. The events are going to be big. The designers are returning. Anyway, as you see it, um, will you be paying attention? Will you be there? What's the role of Fashion Week today, especially as you said, social media has has really made everything more accessible to to everyone. Is Fashion Week necessary? I think it's, it's necessary. I think there's if you have the opportunity to be there and to go to see those clothes in person, um, it's always it's always a, a great experience. Uh, I don't think it's as necessary. Um, my hope is that that we're able to do it in a way that's safe, um, um, because at, we we keep getting reminded that the pandemic is not over. Um, so, I, so my concern is a way that we can go and, and be creative and be together as a fashion family, but doing it in a way that's safe. And, um, for us, the, the onlookers, for the designers, for the models, for the hair and makeup teams, that's the production, everybody that's making it happen. Um, and you know, so that's, that's my overall dream, but yeah, I do, I do enjoy fashion week. I do enjoy, um, the, the chaos of it. I enjoy the spectacle of it. And, um, you know, and if, when it's safe and it's time to go back out, be a happy participant of fashion week. Yes. How did you remain inspired in the last year and a half when, you know, there was lockdown and, and like you said, you create these worlds where you're inspiring everyone. Uh, were you doing something in particular? You know, just really deep dives on Instagram. Yeah. There's so much history uh, fashion and otherwise on Instagram. And if you start following one person and you see who they're following and then, you know, that algorithm starts putting things in your face that they think you're interested in. And it's just like, you can just be on it for hours and learn so much and, and be inspired so much. Right on. Well, I'm going to go to your Instagram and follow who you're following. <laughs> for- I'm following like 5,000 people. It's, it's so, <laughs> so many <laughs> I love it. So are you on TikTok? Speaking of addressing some of those those girls. I have a TikTok. I was very active on TikTok um, a few months ago. Um, I just think that TikTok is, is tough. <laughs> 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 and I'm really busy. Like, I, I like it. And I, sometimes I go on and I, you know, look at other people's things. And I love the way that it categorizes what you see. Like, if you, you know, like cooking or whatever. Um, but for me, it, it just felt like a job, you know, and the technology is so, so many buttons. And I really believe that these young kids will be like the next great editors and directors. And um, because it's 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 not an easy platform, you know, it's you have to learn that and you have to perfect that. And and these young kids that's that's making these amazing videos should be applauded. And I think they are the next great creatives of the world. Yes. What do you think about like uh, high fashion brands, designers, luxury brands uh, on TikTok? I mean, what I've seen is they haven't really like gone there in terms of TikTok content. They're just throwing campaign videos on there. Um, Are they? The choice. You have to, you have to, 
you if you're gonna survive in this industry, you have to grow. And I don't think I don't think these luxury brands or designers or houses have any other choice but to it's like you have to get with the program. Yep. Well, if you, we had to say the next Law Roach moment, uh, last question: What can we expect? Do you do you have something in the works um, in terms of somebody you're outfitting outside of this eBay thing? <laughs> no, I am excited about the eBay collaboration. I'm excited to grow and become, you know, a, a, a eBay family member, like for for you know years and years to come. Hopefully, um, I am excited. I did a project with Halsey um, that that she's premiering in IMAX theaters, uh, I think is really special and spectacular. Um, her visual album. Okay. Um, or, yeah, so I think that's, I'm looking forward to actually seeing the project on the big screen. Um, so I'm excited about that. And I'm just excited about everybody I work with and work for and, you know, fashion and new collections. And um, yeah, so, you know, just happy to be here. Yes, Law. This is a, a dream come true. And it, when I'm famous, you'll style me and it will be a bigger dream come true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this was great. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thanks for being here. That's all for this episode. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with someone else you think would. Thanks for listening to the Glossy Podcast.